watching prohibition fall down. All right, how's it going, DGC? We got a little bit of a wake and bake here after the Emerald Cup. Scotty, oh, how you let, hanging over there? Let me wake up here, man. Let me wake up and start baking. Oh, that was a great event. I had an awesome time, and I'm psyched to just bullshit about it today. Kind of talk about what we learned, what we saw. How long was your guys' weed over after the Emerald Cup? Weed over. <laughs> I felt great. I felt great. I didn't get sick at all. I remember Saturday, I was like, dude, I think I've smoked over 20 joints at this point. I might want to chill out a little bit. So, I thought I lost, or not lost, but damaged my vision. Uh, I know, you know, Scotty jokes about like, man, I'm I, getting old, you know, man, so these glasses. And I'm sitting at the airport looking down the line at a gate. And I'm like, why does that letter look fuzzy? I've always had good vision. I'm like, did I smoke too much? He's like, no, holy shit. Might just be getting good a little old. I mean, all right. So we're going to run, I guess we're going to run kind of a loose show today. We, I would call it the Emerald Cup Review, man, but it's a lot, a lot going on. Let me give you a little bit of a show preview. We're going to talk about cannabis culture at the Emerald Cup. And that culture pertains to a lot of what's going on with the scene. A lot of shit's evolving. Very cool. We're also hanging. Is that what you call it? An evolution? When things go from cool to corporate? Uh, no, no. <laughs> Simmer down. Uh, we're also hanging by some uh, teepees with grandpa tits. That was good times. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that needs some explanation right there. Yes, it's not what you ex- think it is. Oh, we got some grower things coming up in this show. There's some cool few companies featuring things like some 1,200 watt water cooled LEDs. These things are interesting. Pretty, pretty tight unit, if you will. Yeah, way better than those water cooled HPSs that we had. <laughs> Remember, you told me that was a shit in 2009. Fresca Souls, man, liquid lumens. I ran the liquid lumens. Also, I ran into a grower that's been through some shit, man. I can explain why. I mean, the cops are always honest, but if you have cameras... What what the fuck did you just say? Hey, if you have cameras, it could keep them honest. Maybe keep you out of jail as a grower. I got a good story on that. Hashtag cops lie. Oh, and a lot more good times. Hanging with DGC, tokers at the cups. That's what's coming up, guys. But before we get into it, man, I want to remind you guys, this is a listener-supported show. Are you DGC out there making this show happen uh, we're, you know, we're going out and getting you guys the field report and seeing how prohibition is falling down, bringing you these types of stories, as well as helping you grow. What do you got, Scotty? I'm sorry. I'm just laughing because you said you guys. I did a poll unanimously. Nobody gives a shit if you say you guys, dude. Heard right, from perfect. at least half a dozen women DGC that say that. So I'm putting it to rest, dude. I said we're all good there. If you guys do want to support this show, if you enjoy it, if we're helping you with your commute to work, just making you get have a chuckle or helping her grow. Dogrows.com forward slash report will take you over to Patreon. I got more member benefits coming up in the show. Scott, you got anything from your soapbox today? Any prove me wrong or what do you got? <laughs> I don't know about proof. <laughs> I love those memes. You know what I got is going around the Emerald Cup. The, the stereotype, the cannabis stereotype is absolutely breaking. Uh, there was everyone from, uh, what was it, James and Emily, who I saw there, complete professionals, you know, keeping their shit together, little kids at home, uh, but just went in and enjoyed the scene. You know, there's nothing wrong with enjoying growing, enjoying uh the fruits of your labor for this plant. Think about when you grow a plant, you know, you grow a plant, you harvest some peppers or you harvest, I don't know, a squash or zucchini. God damn, you don't get to keep that around for the next six months and enjoy it and show it off. No, no, I gotcha. I gotcha. All right, let's get into this, man. We got a lot to talk about here. Uh, stay tuned. I'll have a little bit more member benefits and for you, Patreon supporting this show. 
All right, man. First off, we're just going to roll through some things here, guys. We've got some cool just pictures and discussion points. And, Scotty, you ran into this cat yeah. uh, from Spring Creek Farm, Sonoma County Farm, grower, yeah. right? Organic grower. And what was so cool about the Emerald Cup is that you would go and you see this beautiful sun-grown. It was either sun-grown, which is code for pure outdoor, or they had greenhouse cannabis, which was like light-depth cannabis. And the quality of this stuff was really good. The quality of the outdoors really what I wanted to evaluate or even different the sun grown I was talking to someone about it the actual right. judging of it sun grown means it's either completely outdoors or it could be in greenhouse in light depth but with no supplemental lighting okay if it had okay. supplemental lighting it would be considered mixed light flower got it all right, nice, man. Well, anyway, the flower quality was great. I took a picture of, a, of some wedding cake. I'm not sure if we can find it, but just absolutely something I would be super psyched to get, you know, even thinking it was indoor. And it was just, I would talk to these guys, I would go like uh, uh, the Spring Creek's farm. I'm like, what do you guys grow in? What kind of nuts you use? Compost? I got comp, here, let me get my master grower over there. What do you use? I've been using the same soil for 11 years out there. It keeps getting better and better. And I'm like, dude, this is what the industry needs. That's why it's so refreshing to go up there and hang with those folks as opposed to the bloom booster crowd. <laughs> yeah, and they're all walking around, man, sharing flour, showing off their flour. Giving uh, it away. I, it was the only place I, I, I we, uh, event that I've been to where somebody would go roll a joint, take another fucking half a gram too much and just leave it on the table and walk away. Or even jars. <laughs> jars here's up oh, jar did you mean to leave yep there you go there's a jar dude i will shout right out to noob groves who fucking hooked me up with the fattest sack he had this romulan and everybody's asking me is it old romulan or new romulan but i think the old one is better i've grown romulan before it's fucking frosty as hell and this shit did not disappoint that was the first jar to disappear back in the crib all right well since we said grandpa tits in the beginning of the show to clarify that right away. Okay. Yeah, there's not sexualist, and he did not have a huge rack on him. Oh, you think you grew around in this guy? Look at a picture of his. Wait, you know. we didn't run into this guy, man. I saw a guy with a big red hat that said tits <laughs> on it, and I go, I'm gonna go find what that guy's all about. Also carrying a flower placement card where he placed for his flower ah, in the whole emerald cup. So, so it looks like an old grandpa, and then he's got this hat on that says tits. And when you look at it, though, you realize it says this is the shit. That's what. <laughs> Tits. No, this is the. Did I do it right? It's this an acronym. It's the, not not tits. Yeah. Tits. This tits is, is the shit. shit. All right, cool. Did it right. Yeah, anyway, man. So I walk up and he's like, "Dude, I've been growing this same strain for so many years, and it keeps on placing." I can imagine that something like in in the eighties or the nineties. He's like, "This is the shit. That's all there is to it. This is the one I'm growing." That goes to show too when you really get to know a strain. I mean, you can improve a lot. And then you can start to see if you've grown it for so many years when you bring in new variables or a different way of technique or farming that you're like, hey, I've been growing this the same way for this amount of time. Uh, this really changed how this flower was. Yeah, it's cool to have your own strain, especially if he says it keeps place. And he's with Diamondback Genetics, by the way. You can check him out on IG, see what he's got going on. Oh, but they that's... tame his hat. They don't let him wear his hat on IG. Oh, he's got his tits shirt with the metal on there. Yes. Yeah, this guy's yeah. cool. This is really cool stuff. Someone asked what people think about, uh, I was cruising by a booth, and this has been out for a while, but these are the people that like say they, I guess they gold plate nugs and make jewelry with it. 
uh, either that or like a piece of art to show like a, but like a straight, we're looking at like a flower here yeah, that looks like it's ready at harvest time and just dip into gold. And I'm kind of like, mm, I don't know. You're, you're a dick for not lending me that cash. I wanted to buy one of these. It was on a huge one and a quarter inch thick rope chain. <laughs> it was Christmas time and everything, man. Come on. Did they have a I mean, cannabis I, grill that I could buy? It is pretty. It's, it's art, man. This flower does look pretty. Our guru, do you know, like we're looking at a gold plated flower that would look like flower at harvest time. It's got like two little leaves coming off like those look gold plated, but they say they basically just dip this into like liquid gold or some shit. Hang on thinking, a second. Thinking about it, I don't think they did that. Um, if it was dipped in liquid gold, it'd be worth thousands of dollars, man. Wait, or if it was dipped in liquid gold, it would just in- completely incinerate the flower as soon as it dipped into the gold? Trufus. I think they might have electroplated it, which, is, e- it. which is even cooler. And, and by the way, it's a cool... Th- yeah, let's explain that real quick. I know I know we're going down a rabbit hole, but electroplated is cool, man. I actually got a rose dipped in gold electroplated back when I was romancing my wife. <laughs> <laughs> but what electroplating takes the tiniest, thinnest... Uh, particles of gold and then attracts them, I think, through magnetic or through some kind of energy. It's, it's, it's electrical. Electrical, yeah. Mm-hmm. Electromagnetic. That's a song. Man. It's electric. Woogie, woogie, woogie. Oh, man, I took a swig out of somebody's. It was like a Woodstock. I took a swig out of somebody's. It was like, you know, juice a container. Like, And he goes, it's electric. And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know Wait a minute. I wanted to back up. You said back when you were romancing your wife. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, it's a very special moment with the dude. No more, no more, just historical romancing? Yeah, I bought her like the whole fucking uh, Game of Thrones, the complete collection, man. It's romantic. <laughs> Perfect, I love it. <laughs> All right, you guys, I, Scotty, were you the one that found the Australian bastard cannabis? I did, I was walking by a booth. Because <laughs> that name, this. why did, <laughs> first off, we're looking at, like, this is a duckfoot strain? You can call it that, it looks more like, like a, a mimosa plant to me. Almost I like, didn't even think it was cannabis when I walked by. I was like, why do they have those plants there? It didn't look like cannabis at all. And I asked the guy about it. And it's Australian uh, bastard cannabis. I'm like, oh, is it a good yielder? Nope. Is it uh, <clears throat> dank? Nope. So, but it's just something else to play with. It's just something else to throw into the gene pool. For it people. also doesn't look like cannabis. So if they can throw it into that gene pool and start breeding it to make right. it more potent and taste better and smell better, um, then they could have something where legitimately you could be growing that in your backyard and your neighbors wouldn't know it's weed until it's almost done. So. Hey, can I speak for soup here? Why you got to be polluting the gene pool, Scotty? Huh. All right. Don't pollute it. So that's that's kind of an interesting thing. So, I mean, can we, <laughs> I'm, so, I can't so elaborate mixing, on it. Mixing genetics up is no good now. I mean, that's how bacteria work. No, I mean, in mixing genetics, as long as there's something good to get from those genetics, I don't think that's watering down the gene pool at all. That could be adding something beneficial to the gene pool. You never know. That plant could be completely resistant to powdery mildew. So having that as a, a gene to work into your further lines really matters. Yeah, it's, it's there's different people that are coming out now. There's folks that want indica and sativa and to, to uh, preserve the, the pure indicas and sativas, but that's kind of over at this point. Everything's been hybridized, and I think that's just the new way. Hey, actually, you know, Stupid Garner's going to be hanging out with us uh, doing some Patreon discussion, so maybe it should be a discussion of pollution of the cannabis gene pool. Yes, huh? man. Yes. I'm just I, thinking. I will that. listen. What's just, that? Just, just, I won't get too into it, but just think about that with people. Think about if every, every person just stayed exactly where they were and nobody mixed together. Would it be a really interesting world or not? 
for the Germans, didn't it? I don't know, man. I don't know, know either. <laughs> we got to keep it careful in the show. Anyway. I just love saying German. Germany and Spanish. I used to watch uh, like the football, the whatever it is, the like the Spanish football league, Mexican football league. And they would just say, Alemania, goal. <laughs> Alemania. I love it. Well, this is one of the coolest parts of the Emerald Cup. We got the TP men. The TP is set up by Dragonfly Earth Medicine, Wait, which just I still respect, haven't. Respect to that whole family. <laughs> they were so fucking cool. That's what the Emerald Cup was about, in my opinion. Cool ass hippies in a teepee. If, if Dragonfly Earth Medicine, I don't. I need to figure out how they came up with that name. They have some great grow products. Dude, I guarantee you, it was the Earth that gave it to them, man. <laughs> then the reason why you watch the video show is if you want to see a picture of Scotty exhaling a bomb in the teepee caught in the perfect moment. Good shot, Guru. This is <laughs> this is the one. I think I saw that. Was, now, is that Nick in the background there? Um, the grower you were talking with, another Sonoma County grower. Badass grower, man. It's almost like you could tell by the length of their dreads and the nattiness of their dreads. Who's well, look at soup, Soup's in deep thought behind you in this picture as well. But, but yes. it was great. They had these teepees set up and kind of, you know, it's not just it's a little bit more than a booth to be walk into a teepee and you would walk in there and there'd be all these cool people there. Remember, we were hanging out smoking and Jeff Moenfels and Tom Alexander come in. We're like, dude, get over. It was freaking cool. man. and there was good yeah. information, good knowledge. I started talking to that Nick grower over there, learned a whole shitload. Man, he's the guy that directed me to the Korean natural farming booth that we get into him. It's super, of course wanted to talk about like i guess i'll call it the magic of the emerald cup you know i sat in these and there's just a, a two big teepees that uh, put together that that there, there's a little tunnel between but whatever i sat in there last year and i scored some genetics from a cool cat and always like you said meeting good people we went in there this year for the first time there's just jars of flour anytime you're in there it's not necessarily there somebody just has like 15 to 20 jars of flour. It was or, different this year, man. Cannabis is definitely becoming something that you just bring and bust out and share with your friends. Soup showed up with how many big jars of weed. Didn't give a fuck, man. I was leaving them around, giving them to people. But then I got the dude sitting next to me in the like tie-dye onesie. And he <laughs> and Guru was sitting with me. And he breaks out some of the most amazing concentrates, takes us through like an aroma tour. That was like a onesie that guy was in? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we, we looked at like ten different types of amazing BHO concentrates too. Fine research, and he hooked me up with some more seeds, dude. I got some hubba bubba haze crossed with man on the moon, Scotty. Auto, okay. Now I would imagine that hubba bubba is a bubble gum crossed with haze, right? I don't know what he said. It was a, some type of potential tester from a festo. I'm not sure, but that it has an auto. With haze-like leaves, like the thin leaves, you see more of a sativa haze, right. which you don't see in auto. So I'm really curious to grow these out in the summer outside. Dude, Guru, will you help me with something, man? Yeah. <clears throat> help me get excited about all these new strains and all these new breeders. Because I just don't, it just, it's like uh, confusion. It's like when you have so many choices and so many things coming at you, you just kind of aren't able to make a choice or unable to really comprehend. That's what I feel like with all these breeders and all these strains. 
And it's so trendy. I mean, of course, the the calculator had a line fucking 250, 300 persons long. Hey, they handled the calculator's line a lot better this year. They had him like in a corner and then like a square just gridded off for his line. Yes, but my point is, is that he had huge, huge lines. It was was pretty much, I mean, I know the Mac is, you know, was a a very famous cut for him. He's done great work. It's probably the most popular strain of 2019 was that Mac. So was there nothing else waiting in line for? It was the cap and the cookies booth. Oh, you know the answer to that. Of course, there was other things waiting in line. It depends on what you're, we know growers, Scotty, that are like, they need some of the trendy strains because whatever hot market they're in or if somebody's, you know, wanting their shit in Miami, man, now I'm not buying it unless that. it's top, what? Let's, it's a perfect example. We know who we're talking about, our, our hustler buddy. He, he needs things that produce and he needs things that people are going to ask for. Yeah, he needs exactly. that bag appeal was the number one thing he needs is you know, good bag appeal and smell. Did, did you guys hear the story, though, when he had shit that just wasn't it wasn't selling for him? He changed the fucking name and it sold like hotcakes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear God. <laughs> just to let you know some of the free market tricks, brother. But they also some of the time you are, you know, like Duke Diamonds seeds, like you're, you're, you're you know what you're going to get to a degree. Some of the other companies, I'm not saying you won't. Or I have a pack of healer here that I got that in the dragonfly earth medicine tent and you know it's a pack of one-to-one seeds and i i'm excited to pop them and it depends on what type of grower you are i think there's a, all levels scotty of figuring out uh what you want what type of grower you are in the seed game dude it was cool man we the, in the tp there's nobody you know it, it wasn't like they were selling seeds they were fucking sitting around with packs of seeds mixed with it's packs of cannabis seeds mixed with vegetable seeds and it was like, oh, this one, you got the healer one for your mother-in-law, right? The one that supposedly really helps with migraines. Yeah, it was all meant to be. That's what I told my mother-in-law. I'm like, look, I know you don't, you know, you're hesitant with cannabis. No, you don't smoke sat, weed. I know this. But I was like, listen, I sat down in a teepee and then it before me, they were healer seeds. And then when I inquired about them, they were for a woman that was using them for migraines. So if you don't see shit that's meant to be going on, then uh, I can't help you out. Those are the happiest damn people weren't they they were yeah. so happy i joined that cult maybe i'm thinking it over <laughs> what do you apply or what do you do do you just show up at the teepee do you not leave yeah exactly you just don't leave do you, all right i'm gonna change it to the one one cool thing we're looking at a picture here of me just kind of like looking in on the uh the the alcohol consumption area yes so is a pretty big event and there's very few places that you can't smoke I mean, you can smoke in a lot of places there, but if you want to drink beer or consume alcohol, <laughs> there's this little like pen, basically. Like you had to stay in this gated area. And it, it was, was just, a pen. It was like to make you feel like animals in there. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> I did not go into that alcohol consumption area, but I felt that it was really cool to be able to walk around everywhere. And even the cops there, man, they're like, you know, they're just like chilling. Like I feel like they're just walking around talking about like, some type of woodworking project or something versus being at an event where everybody's pounding down. So it's pretty cool to see that. It was so different. It's always different because when you're in these big events or a super, you know, you know, stone or rock concert or something like that, you always inevitably bump into people. They're walking one direction, you're walking the other. And it's always a huge difference is first off, God forbid you spill somebody's beer at a, you know, at a show where they're carrying, <laughs> and they're always carrying three beers, you know, they're like, fuck you, asshole. You owe me 30 bucks. You spilled my, my $16 beer. When you bump into somebody at a cannabis <laughs> event, you're like, oh, sorry, bro. Oh, good. You know, whatever. You fucking might even become friends. You might have like a little fucking... 
you do a little high five or a little handshake. It's all or, good, bro. Uh, do you want to hit this? Yeah, enjoy the show, man. Enjoy the show. Yeah, it's fucking very friendly. It's the way I wish the world was. Can you imagine if you walked down the street and it was like that? None of us got the, is it called the Wookiee Caw? Bruce Banner asked me when I got back, whatever you get after potentially smoking too many random J's and bowls and just everything all weekend. I got a pine cone pendant to protect me from the Wookiee Caw while we were there. <laughs> you know what? Let's it, did, it worked. Let's give a shout out. I didn't. I don't think anybody got sick there. Wasn't like a, you know something unhealthy. It was a real cool event. The weather was gorgeous. The Northern food California. was amazing that they had there. Dude. Even just walking by and smelling it all was awesome. All right, I got to admit, as much as I was skeptical and as much as I was like, oh, this is they're running. They're not running it good this year. I haven't gotten callbacks or whatever. Um, dude, the event was run beautifully. As far as I don't know if they had somebody different selling tickets or whatnot. That seemed to be a little bit messy for us. The event was absolutely run beautifully. As a matter of fact, the person that took our ticket was one of the organizers of the event, so we got to thank her. But real people working it, the people that were working there weren't miserable. They were having a nice time that weekend. And I haven't seen them announce it yet, but I'm sure it's like the Emerald Cup every other year where there's not a single person arrested the entire weekend. No fights, no anything. Yeah, you would have been an asshole if you started a fight there, and everybody would have thought that of you. That would be so weird. Like, I can't even imagine seeing a fight there. It'd be like... Huh? <laughs> anyway. And you want to bring up, a, I did see, there wasn't a lot of, let's try to paint a picture. There was a lot of cannabis mm-hmm. brands there. There was a lot of weed for sale. As a matter of fact, Soup brought his jars in and they were like, oh, you're not really supposed to bring weed in, but I don't give a fuck. Because these people, you know, it was basically like, don't let people bring weed in so we can sell it to them. Who do you think gets hired as security at the Emerald Cup? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> people that are cool. So nobody gave a shit in the security line. As a matter of fact, just uh, I was flying out, and this girl—it was a super Emerald flight kind of, uh, or Emerald Cup kind of flight home. <laughs> it was the Santa Rosa to, to Denver, Denver flight. Yeah, so everybody was on there, but this girl busted her jars out and put them. In, you know, she had like two—I don't know, maybe jars with a half ounce in them. She put them in the tub. She took them out of her purse and put them in the tub. I was like, whoa, man, she got stones. I don't know, you can't have stones. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, and of course, they were like, uh, Sal, what do we do with this? <laughs> it was pretty fun. Santa Rosa Airport is a double wide trailer, by the way. It's probably my favorite <laughs> airport I think I've ever been to, in all like, honesty. There's like two people that work there, and the same person that you like that takes your, I'm sorry, that uh, like gives you your boarding pass is the same one that like shows you it's on like the, the airplane. Like the fourth time you see them, you're ordering food, and they're back there doing that real quick. <laughs> yes, yes, it was really so, cool. We were talking about flour there, though, inside. Um, yeah, they was were like- selling it. And there was all sorts of brands. That's what I thought was weird. You had the hot chicks in the skin type. Sometimes they're leather, and sometimes I think they must be just rubber pants, man. But, you know, and they're wearing like a, what was it, Elyon or E-L-Y-O-N was one of the brands. And Wait, they, that's the weird pyramids, gold pyramids? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That one, that's like black the shirts or uh, gold all over. Beverly Hills brand. Yeah, it was just trying to be really flashy. And then there was tons of brands and there was different things, but most of them were trying to be really flashy. I, like I asked this guy, I saw this Alien Labs shirt and I, I was shopping for my kid. I'm like, Alien Labs, she'd probably like that. And I go, hey, what's Alien Labs? And he goes, Alien Labs is the world's best cannabis brand. And then he's like, and we sell flour too. <laughs> his branding was so much more important than his fucking weed that he was growing. Oh, that's awesome. By the way, I bought yeah. the Alien Lab shirt and he was cool. So I don't want, I'm not dissing. 
I want to switch it over uh, for this grow gear because this is why, you know, there's a lot of different things. There's You could be at a hall at the Emerald Cup and that hall is just filled up with all kinds of people selling concentrates or in flour. Yeah. That's and the a, other hall's yeah. got some people that have some grow gear. There's yep. some publishers with some cool books. And we walked by and saw this. I saw them there last year, a 1200 watt water cooled LED. And it's like, what? Four feet long, like these LEDs are packed in there, dude. This was cool. This was specifically set up. Just it's like start. You're starting to see purpose built equipment from people that know what the fuck they're talking about, from people that know what they're doing, not just repurposed. You know, and uh, a light repurposed, and some guy made yeah. a hood for it. Because I was talking to him about this. These water cooled LEDs. It's more meant for like a greenhouse where you can recirculate that water and use the heat. Uh, so you're not your just greenhouse. losing it in a system. You can use it really efficiently to help heat your greenhouse or melt snow off the roof. Drop and they even have like cool uh, temperature controls for it to make sure that that water never hits a dew point so it doesn't condensate and drip anywhere. Yeah, and, and efficiency. There's really starting to think about that to the point where – well, well, not only U moles per joule, because these things were crazy efficient, but that they're meant for vertical gardening, which is if you're talking about uh, growing cannabis efficiently, uh, sooner or later, it's going to have to go vertical. Real estate's too expensive to just. My question grow. to him, I go, so what's like, what's the footprint on this, you know? And he's like, about five by five, a little bit larger. I said, that's interesting because, you know, some of the companies we work with, the five by five, or, or we say 600 watt replaces a thousand. I've totally seen that with the lights I've hung up and grown under 600 watt. Right. But he's like, you know, this light penetrates and like, it, like you uh, guru is saying, um, putting in a greenhouse fixture, you're two, three feet off canopy and penetrating down to the ground. That's I've never seen difference. any other fixtures with this many Watts in this size. That's why it has to be water cooled. I bet. But that's a big difference. Remember the Gavitas, you'd hang them really high off the canopy mm -hmm. and you get much more even, uh, better light spread. The higher the lights off of the canopy, going to get more penetration there. Yeah, that was cool. It was very Is that cool. That proper actually. English, much more even better. Yeah, <laughs> even much more better. <laughs> I just hey, trying to catch a guru. Hey, can I tell you one of the craziest things that I heard there? What? I was walking by a cop, and the cop goes, "I just saw the teacher from my son's private Christian school." <laughs> Did he look shocked? Or? He just was kind of mildly entertained. Nobody was, I'm telling you, they're breaking the stoner stereotype as to where you're not a dummy because you're at this cannabis event. You know, you're not some Cheech and Chong guy, although Tommy Chong was there. And guess what? He wasn't acting that same character as, as he did in the 70s. He has evolved as well. Hopefully, hopefully, yeah. Everybody's evolving until they're done. Yeah. You got to continue to evolve because the world keeps changing and you keep changing. You know what I'm saying? You can evolve to just watch more TV. Is that or you'd be like Eddie Vedder. He says, I change, but not changing at all. Where, where did he go? Where did he go? Is he still alive? He can go wherever he wants, Scotty. <laughs> all right. I want to talk about the door prize. Take a quick break here. Oh, the show on. We're going to go like to Vietnam and the jungles of Vietnam and find Eddie Vedder like dressed in banana leaves. Let's say if anything, I, I think he... Just went uh, up to Alaska and tried to find a van in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> Eddie Vedder lives in a van. The door prize at dudegrows.com. There's still some days left on this. We're giving away a rosin bomb. Check them out at rosinbomb.com. A great rosin press that I, you guys have been pressing with that thing for like a month now, getting your fresh, fresh dabs, I guess I say. Yeah. What if Eddie Vedder started a cheese company and called it Eddie Vedder Cheddar? Mm -hmm. Is better. 
Mm-hmm. Good focus. Yes, I love Good my focus. I love my Rosenbaum. <laughs> I do. As a matter of fact, before we left, I pressed. I asked Guru. I was like, "Hey, for the last hour of work, can you press a whole shitload of rosin?" And it's really funny how it comes out quality in, quality out. Hey, Guru, I kind of like the flower rosin a little bit better than the bubble. I'm I'm I like, to say that. I like the flower rosin a little bit better than the bubble. But in talking to Soup about it, it was without the freeze dryer. We messed up in drying. We should have microplaned. Um, to get a more even, thorough dry on it and preserve some terpenes where we just did uh, chopped up big patties. and terps. Yeah. yeah. How about I Craigslist the bubble machine and just start pressing flour? I dig it. <laughs> so if you want to win that, anybody can. Don't have to be a member. Don't even have to be. But you can just be enjoying the show. We just want to give away a big thing to everybody. Big thing. Big rise press to everybody for Christmas time. So on the homepage, you can sign up of the Rafflecopter. I think you social share to increase your chances to win if you do that kind of thing. Just to clarify, we're giving away one of them, not one of them to everyone. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> As hey. well. What's up? Now go, go. I'm just back to material. <laughs> I'm just laughing about some of the shit I'm remembering. Yes. Hold your laughter. One more item here. If you guys want to help support this show, you can go to dogrows.com forward slash support. It's a great way. We have many levels over, the, over there from $2 on up. With benefits, we still do have some free seeds from Seeds Here Now. Those benefits are listed in the newsletter. When you sign up, we'll get one out shortly thereafter. You know, sit tight. Uh, 30% off recharge, as well as just a great feeling of support in this show. Believe me, you guys make the show happen, so check it out. Especially during Christmas time. It's time to give. Okay? Uh-huh. That's a very special. <laughs> Don't forget Giving Tuesday. Did you hear about that? There's, no, what's uh, that? There's, uh, what is what is the first one? There's Friday, right? The Good cra- Friday. What is it called? Or no, Good Friday is before Easter. No, mm-hmm. the big shopping day. What's it called? Oh, Black Friday, Black Cyber Friday. Monday. And now there's Giving Tuesday. Hmm. Oh, God. I got to turn NPR off. Actually, oh, I tried speak- to turn it on for the first time in a year. Couldn't take it. Couldn't take it. Speaking of shopping, if you are doing any more holiday shopping, guys, check out our friends over in the friends list at dogrows.com. You can just click on friends and see all the coupon codes listed out there of people helping support this show. Check yes. them out. Vote with your dollars. Hey, dude. Yo. I've been smoking for a lobbyists do? Do lobbyists vote with their dollars? Or they vote with other people's other dollars? Other people's dollars. Yes. Okay. <laughs> they vote with your dollars. They confuse that message. Go ahead. What were you saying? I've been smoking for over 30 years. For the first time in my life at the Emerald Cup, I saw a guy peeing in the urinal next to me while smoking a joint. Have you ever seen that? Um, No, but that's fine. What's wrong with that? I just fucking first time for everything, man. You also are the one that saw a guy next to the urinal using his phone, right, while taking a piss? I've seen that. Yeah, I've seen that. Different, that's, that's like fair, different that's, shows. That's fairly common. Uh, the, the micro books get into it so bad. They're like, you want to think about the microbes on your face or your hands. They go, the microbes on your cell phone are so much worse. <laughs> so much worse. <laughs> yeah, I, I think uh, statistically it's safer for you to like lick a toilet handle than yeah. to lick your cell phone. Hey, I was actually mm. t- learning about mm. these, these microbes recently, and they were saying that you could, because the microbes on your face are very specific colonies to your face and to your wife's face and to whatever, everyone has very specific microbes. You could probably catch people cheating by just swapping their face and seeing whose microbes are on there. It's actually kind of a trip. Oh, just thinking about face microbes, I showed you that the, there's some new product where it's like the mic, a microbiome spray for your skin. Right. And it has all the good microbes for your skin on there. I Man, thought that I'm was gonna crazy. I'm going to have to research that stuff. I'm going to have to research that. 
<laughs> Re- recharge hair and body. A little different. Coming soon. A little different. All right, the they had uh, the, the company Hempires got some hemp rolling papers, but they had a joint rolling contest there, and it was not. I always thought joint rolling contests were like who could roll it the fastest, typically. Right. But this was like you had uh, you could do it over two, a two or three hour period. They're going to do like who could do the biggest or who could do the most artistic or unique. Check out joint three here. Joint three. It's like a, I think it's a turkey. Yeah, the Thanksgiving turkey joint. <laughs> I've seen those before. <laughs> Wait, and do- they were also doing the most weight in the least amount of papers. Oh. That was an, another category they had there, too. And I can't, other than a regular joint, have you ever had like a cross joint burn to, you know, just smooth and work out? Because you know who I hang out out with, man, is people that just want to fucking smoke weed, all right? It ain't fashion, damn it. Hey, you can do cross joints and they work. They very rarely burn that great. Yes, I hope it got you laid, okay? I don't know. Look at joint five, though. I think this is some sort of animal. I might just call it a donkey, but it looks like you have to smoke it out of its ass the way that this joint is made. And how can we call this a joint at this time? It looks like a mini pinata. Yeah, I'm pretty like sure a... that one you smoke out of the head in the, the hey, front of it. you smoke it ass. where you want to smoke it, I smoke it where I want to smoke it. Screw <laughs> you for judging me. <laughs> so that was pretty pr- pretty cool to see. Hey, speaking of cops, because we were talking about earlier how they were chilling. I mean, you could be sitting sidewalk-wise there, like with your jars out, your concentrate containers, Lighting a rig with a torch, and they wouldn't—you know—they would—it's—they wouldn't care. Because in that community, they were there to protect and serve. I was talking to somebody from Baltimore, and he was telling me there you have three plants, you have a little two by four tent. They want to put you in jail, or they want to put you on probation because they're not there to protect and serve; they're there to control you. Yeah, and I was talking to DGC there about a shitty story <laughs> with getting busted, having to go into jail. Uh, you know, back in the day, a little bit. And the cops had basically came to a spot and cut the lock off, you know, the, the the chain link fence to access the property. That right there is, you know, you're not allowed to do that without a warrant. Oh, really? So you're into in, uh, innocent into proven guilty then, right? You shouldn't be able to collect so, information on you in real life, but they can do it in cyberspace? And they said that, you know, the, one of the reasons why they had to come up and knock on this door and figure out what was going on. And if I'm getting the story right, is that they saw somebody jump out the side window of the house and run out into a field. When in reality, that person was walking up from the field slowly back to their spot. And his attorney's like, look, do you have, and this is what I'm getting at with this, do you have any footage of any of this? Did you please tell me you have a camera somewhere? Because we could just get this whole shit like done with because they're not supposed to cut your lock. Right. That you're not allowed to do that. And they say they're coming to do a knock and talk. Have you ever heard of, Is that what they called it in Florida? A knock and talk? No, I thought it was it's like a stop and frisk, but like a different variation of it. No, I haven't heard of a knock and talk before. Well, they want to get to your front door so that they can switch. They can't use this as much anymore to say they smelled the odor. I had another person say that they could smell the odor at their front door right. off of 24 clones in a dome in a bedroom with closed doors. So, you know, they're lying. Oh, like, yeah. I, smelling weed is the biggest, uh, you know, you can't prove it. It's something where, and cops do it all the time. They go, if they want to search your car, something like that. Oh, it smells like weed. It smells the odor of marijuana. And that's why it can be so racist, too. I'm not going to get all PC, but it happens to minorities a shitload more than it happens to, to white guys but that look like me. Back it up. In this modern age, these cameras, and I don't know, Guru, if you know, 
aren't that, and you know, it's not it's not too expensive to get into a nice camera system. At least I will tell you, <clears throat> depends on what you define as a nice camera system. <clears throat> but it's coincidentally you say that because of technology. I was actually looking for the bakery, and what I purchased was Google. Google, I guess, bought Nest, and you can buy two really good high quality. You know, Guru is going to say they're not really good, but you know, zoomable cameras, and you're able to record the footage. You know, on in cyberspace, no, in the cloud though. And it was, mm-hmm. I think it was about two. I think it was eight hundred bucks for the two really good cameras. I think it was seven hundred bucks actually if you bought two of them. So it's not crazy expensive considering that there's no other hardware you need to buy if you want to buy a couple. I think they had cheaper ones that didn't zoom in or something like that for about one hundred fifty. Bucks. But the point is, you want to spend you know five hundred to a thousand dollars on cameras. You can get two, four cameras for your home, for your grow, for your business, and it's not. You don't have to be. You don't have to call a professional security uh, company anymore. No, yeah, you can get like a five pack for like under a G for sure from like Best Buy and shit. But are they? Is there any risk there that people? I'm sure there's people like yeah, that sounds great, guys. But if you tie it into my Wi-Fi. Then I feel like somebody else is going to have an access. If somebody accesses these cameras and sees my grow, I'm going to jail. You know, so it's like kind of a at least having cameras to not <laughs> show your your garden. That's an excellent point. What's that? That's an excellent point. And just to prove that the shit's not secure. Remember, I was telling you that people hackers got into the ring doorbells and just started talking to people in the middle of the night, fucking with them in the middle of the night. Um, but you can do that. Actually, I was talking to Q, who actually, I guess you can call him a hacker. He definitely is. I'm not sure if I'm supposed to tell him that or say that. But he was telling me they social engineer that kind of stuff. You just have shitty passwords. They trick you into giving your password up. And then you're in your fucking life, man. Yeah, very interesting. We'll save that for another wake and bake. There's a huge hack up here in Canada where it's becoming more and more common where they're like, look, we're going to take all your, your users and you have to buy it back. And, you, you know, then they're like, look at our track record. When you buy it back from us, we won't fuck with you anymore. You know, we got good reviews on hacking shit and giving it back. Holy fucking craziness, man. <laughs> um, oh, this this is a good one here. Just just uh, the nature of people. I was walking by the cookies tent, man, yep. the cookies tent. And at one point it had a huge line out of it. Huge. And I stopped and asked the guy, and I wasn't with you at this point. I'm like, what's up, man? What's going on in the tent? Why are you waiting in line? And he's like, I think, um, like he's trying to bullshit. He's like, I think they're doing something with, and he's like, actually, dude, I'm just standing in line for my friend right now. Yeah, because Burner hey. owns this company, man. Burner. Cookies. And then you asked a dude straight up, like, right? The I, same thing? Yeah, well, I saw him walking. He just, you know, I was walking next to him, and I walked by, and then he stopped and walked to stud in the cookies line. And I was like, yo, man, what's everybody standing in line for? I wonder if there's some new, you know, release that's coming at noon or something, you know, something interesting. And he goes, I don't know, but everybody else is standing in line. So there must be something good going on. <laughs> and I was just like, well, soup heard it too. And like, we were just like, okay, and, well, you, you do not get an award for breaking the stoner stereotype. But no, we could take this two ways. One, I'd be like, you know, what a sheep, what a follower, but. Two, you know, he has no schedule that day. Right. He's maybe high as fuck on edibles. And he's like, I just, why not, man? I'm going to sit here and people watch, yeah, see what this right. line's about. Yeah, there's a bunch of people going in. It's probably pretty cool if there's a bunch of people waiting in line for it. If a bunch of people wait in line, it must be good. A bunch of people got it. I don't know. I ain't got nowhere to be. It's true. It. I would, and you know what? I did not go into the cookies booth, so I have no experience of it. Could have been the best thing in the world. They could have been giving out free <coughs> foot massage. It's very, very flashy with lots of neon blue lights going on inside. Huh. 
Interesting stuff. Yeah. Interesting stuff. <laughs> hey, I got a couple things that I. First off, if I'm going to say the most interesting thing I saw, is I talked to the a, a couple people that told me to check out the KNF booth and then uh, Soup the Gardener, uh, GrowersLove.com. Love that guy. Basically, drugged me there. And he's like, dude, we're like hanging out, smoking a joint. He's like, we're going over to the KNF, the Korean Natural Farming booth. Um, it was right next to the Sonoma Biochar Initiative guy. Yeah, they gave like the permaculture and KNF guy. It's just a cool area that had like some fountains yep. and greenery and bamboo. But I finally learned what the fuck it was. It was I don't know how that I can't watch a YouTube video, but I could totally listen to the guy in real, in real life. But he showed me he had rice and he put rice basically in like this bin. And he goes, you get your, what did he call them? Natural indigenous organisms or something like, anyway, you just basically put this, I think you boil the rice first and you put it out in the air and you get your indigenous microorganisms from the air. Or not even from the air. You actually take that box and bury it underground for oh, like a I, month. I'm sorry. I thought it was like, I've just learned this stuff. I thought it was like yeast. I, I, somebody told me don't use yeast anymore. All I do is I put my dough out in, in uh, you know, just outside and natural yeast pollinator. It's a much slower rise. That's how sourdough is made too. Yeah. I thought, I thought it was something like that. But so what you're saying is you take that box of rice and you bury it. And, you, and yeah, you bury it underground and let it stay there for a couple weeks. They actually did a huge study with those in England trying to find new antibiotics from the soil. And they found oh, some promising ones um, from doing it out of someone's backyard. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. It was quite, by the way, I learned and I, I knew I was outclassed. I was kind of getting it for a little bit. And then they start talking about Jadam. And I was like, <laughs> What's Jadam? Jadam. And I didn't get it till afterwards. Soup explained to me that Jadam is like the Korean natural farming. They have like a master that they, you know, respect and whatnot and they talk about. And then that master had a kid. So the master is the creator of Korean natural farming. And that master's son, created Jadam, which of course, like every kid, is, it's the shortcuts. You know, I don't know about the show. It was explained to me like it's slightly different. It's not as long of a process, uh, but it's still uh, regarding the same principles. So it gives me a, a lot to look forward to. You know, I'm always digging learning. 2020 is coming up. I'm always threatening about learning how to really do well, organics. What I was curious and maybe, I don't know, Drew would have an answer to this, but KNF, like how I don't know if scalable is the right word. It seems like you could save money versus buying, doing conventional ag with minerals and shit. Yes, or? it's very scalable. And that's what soup pulled me aside for. It wasn't only for my indoor garden. It was for my 20-acre bamboo nursery and the 10 acres that, that we're about to expand to. He's saying instead of just buying $30,000, $40,000 a year worth of synthetic, now I do use slow-release responsible fertilizers, but yeah. they're, they're synthetic fertilizer. Because instead of that, could you imagine if you built your soil up and let your soil feed your plants? That is what it's all about. Uh, it's very intriguing to me. So, yeah, there's there's right. something to look forward to. Some some new books to buy, dude. Some for sure, for <laughs> sure. I think the limiting factor is what you have available, where you are farming, and what in your environment is the the limiting factor. No, on the limiting factor is your mind, dude. Your mind. Uh, <laughs> and just in, in Asia, like Asian agriculture is, the, I mean, a huge industry and they're moving more and more towards regenerative practices to be able to farm in lands that they normally wouldn't have been arable for plants and stuff, which is pretty cool. Hey, I picked up something. I'm just looking at my notes. 
I mm-hmm. picked up a card while I was at the Korean Natural Farming booth for a guy named Chris Trump, who I have heard about all over YouTube. I've watched a few of his videos. Uh, man, we need to make friends with this guy. I kind of went and just had some time uh, over the weekend and just watched a few of his videos. Dude, what a cool, he's all into this stuff, man. And what a cool regenerative farmer he is, grower. Interesting and stuff. I, so kudos, man. Kudos I asked about scaling it up. What about scaling it down? Can I, I can KNF feed, feed's not even the right word, but my two by four tent? Yes, I, I believe you can. It's something we got to learn. And the coolest part in talking to them, almost all the ferments you make for KNF, you can drink or eat too. So you're, you're, you're feeding your plants 100% food safe stuff. It's actually really healthy for you at the same time. Dude, it was so weird. I'm going up today. You know, they're a little bit earthy. Let's just say the folks that were doing KNF. Yeah. And I was just like, so do you give this, you know, after a while, I was just confused. That's a compliment, by the way. Yeah, it absolutely is. But they were, I was just like, I'm just confused. Do I give this to my plants or is this what you're drinking? And he goes, yeah, I feed it to my plants. But he goes, I start out with a couple shots of it every morning. And I'm just like, all right, all right. You know, so he drinks it and the plant drinks it. Probably something like kombucha, kombucha, kombucha. The dude was the dead, which was encouraging. There's a lot of people that eat stuff that they're not dead that I wouldn't go near. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, can I just talk about a couple of cool things that I saw there? Yeah, bring it. That's what we're doing, man. There's a Ford dealer there, okay? I I shouldn't (laughs) say a Ford dealer. There's these trucks that are the ultimate cannabis transport vehicle. I don't know about ultimate. They're definitely cool. What what would happen if they were the ultimate? First off, they just had like a cage inside to handle like they had a 500 pound one, an 800 pound one or something. They can handle bulk cannabis in there, but it was climate controlled with an air conditioner, humidifier, dehumidifier. The safe that was accessible, the guy wanted to prove the safety feature. He's like, look, the safe is in the back, Mm -hmm. but it's accessible from the cab with this little chute here. He's like, that increases your safety. You don't want to be handled. You want to get in the cab. I'm like, okay, interesting. Kind of like feel like it's overkill that cannabis is worth this much that we need this thing. But okay. It's just best management practices. If they didn't do that, they'd be putting their drivers big time at risk. And, and what I thought was interesting, I said to him, I go, dude, are these things armored? And I know when you deal with armored cars, it's super heavy. They look like you know tanks. You can tell most of it. A lot of the times you can tell that they're armored. Uh, but anyway, he goes, nope, they're not armored at all. And I go, what's up with that? And he goes, dude, we're, we want, if the driver ever gets robbed, it's only a money situation. Everything's insured. They're just instructed to hand the keys over to the guys and say, go. Uh, they don't, when you see armored vehicles, that's when they're like, dude, well, we'll start this by putting an explosive here. You know what I mean? Like they yeah. really go at it and a lot more people end up getting hurt. So How much money is potentially in those armored vehicles? You know, it, I just want to bring it back to, we're, t- we're talking about the cannabis economy or- mm-hmm. You know, like the Emerald Cup. It was great. We were over at a restaurant and they're like, are you guys from the Emerald Cup? Yeah, they would love serving us. You know, so, you know, it wasn't that big of a town that it, that was in. But we're talking about the cannabis economy. The guy, I'm talking to the guy about these trucks, you know, these yeah, the Ford dealer. delivery trucks. And he goes, dude, I'm just a Ford dealer, man. He goes, but honestly, I sell 25 to 30 of these a month. He goes, all, I did, all I did was give the cannabis industry the respect that it deserved. And they got, you know, he's doing, think about that, 30 of those a month. That's one a day. Yeah. 
it's a lot of trucks. And when you come in from another industry, you know, it's just like with the rosin bomb, they were in this industry, they were in the industry, which they still are, for uh, pressing apples and stuff and making juice. But you come in with a legitimate product and like you said, giving the respect and recognizing that, hey, this is cool. It's not just a bunch of tie-dye and yeah, couch surf and peeps, but it's dying off quickly too. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm just going through my notes here. I was looking at somebody selling clones, and there were clones that were going for forty bucks. And soup I saw a bunch for like clones averaging ten or six pack for fifty. Soup brought up a good uh, thing or a good uh, topic of discussion. He was saying that breeder royalty fees. If you make the Mac cut, just for an example, that thing's really special. Uh, as somebody just allowed to find one of those cuts or get one, obtain one of those cuts, then make thousands of cuts out of them and sell your intellectual property, you know, for lack of a better word. So there's a royalty fee. They're discussing uh, that, it. Yeah. But just saying, that's not them selling someone else's intellectual property. You bought those seeds or that cut, that is yours. You can wow. do whatever the fuck you want with that. Wow. And that's like one of the things so with, cool. <coughs> oh, sorry. with the industry. I'm, and I mean, it, I mean, stuff like that happens, but... Uh, just as a seed breeder, when you're selling seeds to someone, you are selling your intellectual property. So you should probably be making money off of it. Tell that to Monsanto. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I met Bodie, the creator of Bodie OG. That was fucking really exciting. What a cool guy. You can tell that guy at releasing crap. You know what I mean? He's like, uh, one of those, yeah. yeah, we'll sell no strain before it's time. I'll tell you, Bodie. Looks like a Bodie. He does. He does. <laughs> yeah, that's like... a compliment, my friend. <laughs> Good shit. Man, I'm just going through the notes. This the the opposite of Bodie was the Syngenta Bioline people. And they're they're anyway, they're beneficial insect people, beneficial predators. Yeah, it looks like somebody like they the, the people that were wearing like like lab coat look stuff because they yes. should be. Oh, yes. And the, yeah, because they should be. They were like doctors and entomologists and stuff and I did swear they're all human beings because I seen the one woman cup her own fart, man. I did. What are you talking about? Just Dear telling God. you what I saw, man. Just telling you. Anyway, they <laughs> looked like um, the kind of people that smell their own farts, man. They did. They just are so stuck up. They weren't fucking cannabis people. They were like doctors or entomologists stuck hanging out with, you know, what they perceived as stoners all day. I really felt like they're a fish out of water. I went over, tried to have a conversation with the one woman. Mm-hmm. And she was just uh, a little bit stiff, let's just say. A little bit stiff. Okay. Yeah, it was, well, it was, it was If she's going to take care of my bug problem, I'm down. Is she? Or is she going to take care of a giant institution's bug problem and doesn't give a fuck about us? That's what it felt uh, like to me. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't have the interaction, but... Uh, yeah, just... just, just uh, I'm not trying to dog them out. I'm sure they'll get a be- bring a better team next time. But I'm just saying it was like, you know, a lot of these companies are adapting to cannabis culture and bringing people in that can speak the language of cannabis uh, as well as uh, uh, beneficial insects and kind of merge those two together. Uh, just bringing your scientists to the Emerald Cup anymore. I don't know. Fell flat with me, sir. All right, man, that's the opposite of that was running into Lance from Bovita because Bovita is a company that's come into this industry. I mean, they make their your humidity and control packs for like musical instruments. We yep. learned Dude, violins yeah. and shit, cigars. What's Dude, up? I didn't realize that there was I kind of did, but I didn't realize how many million dollar pieces of musical equipment there are that 
the humid when the humidity changes, <laughs> the, the sound of the whatever it is, violin or whatever the hell can change. Or I mean, it can ruin a musical instrument if it causes the wood to swell, if it gets mm-hmm. too or crack, if it gets too dry. So it, the storage so, for musical instruments really important. Huh. Lance is a cool cat, man. He's like, look, you know, he's like, I'm not, we were saying we really like the, the Emerald Cup because it's not like a bunch of suits or it seems like so he's like, man. That's why I like working this industry and helping out Movita because I'm not a suit. I relate with you guys and it was really welcoming and cool cats. So, um, yeah. Respect. Movita was a huge company or it always was a huge company because of the musical instrument division and because of cigars. You know how cigars have blown up. You put one of these in your little humidor and it keeps everything at exactly whatever they need it for. The ones I'm using are 62%. Yeah. Are you trying to rehydrate yet? They did gift you with a bunch of those. Yeah. But what I want to say is I shook his hand. Uh, Lance was hired to grow the cannabis division and he's like, yo man, cannabis surpassed cigars and musical instruments this year. Like the cannabis. So now for Boveda having a great presence at the Emerald cup, being way cool to the cannabis industry and to, and to the cannabis uh, consumer becomes their top priority. That is fucking cool. As this industry, uh, uh, what do you want to call it? Evolves. It's great to have the attention of folks like that. It's like the opposite before we transition here with our nice disease. I remember at one expo in Denver, like a company from China just like sent over three people with extremely, if no English, limited English. And they're like, got their LED lights hang, hung up and just trying to influence and just trying to come in. And, hey, we can just throw some product at these guys. And it's like the opposite of what we want to see. What do you think it's like when somebody goes to China looking for manufacturing and they're walking around some Chinese convention and English guy trying to talk his 30 words of, of Chinese? I bet it's just as bad. Uh, true, true. And, yeah. <laughs> anyway, hey, that. I got these Boveda packs. I was talking to a dude. I was like, uh-huh. yo, I got 10 pounds of weed that got too crispy dry. And he's like, dude, I can do something for you. So I'm taking the challenge. I've got on my Pura Vita. It did get too dry. So uh, in case the authorities are listening, it's theoretical 10 pounds of weed. I really don't have that. It's just got a real fictional character. Anyway, I took a Boveda pack. I actually put two of them in there because I'm impatient. But these big ones, man, they look like a microwave popcorn size. And uh, I'm open. What do you think it'll take, Guru, to get that shit back rehydrated if they work? I, I mean, I know they work in a couple days, week maybe. All right, we sealed the shit out of that thing. I'm gonna wait a few days and see what see what's what. Bring it. He said it should be pretty good. I'll bet you to be nice and where you want it to be instead of that Colorado bud that just breaks apart. Uh, I, I got one last thing. One last thing, and I promise I'll shut up. All right. If yes. You, if you want to buy me something for Christmas, or if anybody wants to buy me something for Christmas. A forever flowering greenhouse is what I want. Okay. Just the boy, like what you got to have your greenhouse first. Or no, you don't, no, man. You no, got to get the straight up whole kit and design. All right. Yeah. They're so cool. I was just talking today. Our nice sponsor at the Emerald Cup. Every time you go over there, you, I kind of salivate. They use these 24 foot or 30 foot wide bows. And then they've got this uh, uh, auto curtain system, a blackout curtain system, so that you can flower anytime you want. You totally control flowering. And to just like a, I want a 24 by 50, one of those. I'll just do it for a hobby. I won't sell anything, I promise. No, that's where you have room to mix it up. That's what would be cool about a bigger one. You can have some cannabis mixed in with some different greens and some other types of trellised out, you know, cucumbers or something. You got room. 
I agree. 24 foot wide. I was surprised. I guess for the auto, you know, auto curtain, it must needs to be that wide or pretty wide. God damn, that's a greenhouse though. Well, I'm gonna go through. This is kind of like we'll do like some extended. Nice to see people here at the Animal Cup list. Um, first off, I'll start with Brian from Elevated Hemp. What's up, man? Got some good gear. They got a hat and a, a hoodie. Um, but yeah, very cool hemp products. And as well, we already I'll, discussed. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, I'll give it up to to James and Emily, who I met at the at the airport going home in South Carolina. That was part of the uh, Santa Rosa to Denver party we had going. It was pretty good. Carly, what's up? Hung out with. She's, she sat right behind me. You know the DGC. Very cool. I uh, somebody yes ran into somebody. I'm sorry, I forgot on the way back too on the train. Like you're, you're DGC, right? And, and then the end of our short conversation, he's like, "Yo, what's your what's your IG?" I'm like, "Yeah, it's come to that. You better it's, know it." Sorry, hey, I, I was sitting there and a guy comes up and he's got a hat on that just says T Cheese, and he's he was DGC too. So yeah, you, <laughs> you just went there and you're hanging out at the airport waiting for your plane, and like T Cheese is sitting next to Dutchy, who's sitting. There. It was just like holy fucking stoners. Doctor Collins shows up. Uh, it was a fun. Uh, it, it was just a fun ride home, man. It was cool stuff. I tell you what, on the way down there, I sat next to a guy named Dap. And I'll keep it all, uh, you know, all, you know, might've been prohibition land or whatever, but what a strain guy, guy, you know, because he was dealing in a climate that was, you know, tended to get humid. He was fucking working the right strains. He was working with some chocolate, some, some, I can't remember. It was some type of a chocolate or double chocolate, but it was performing for him indoors and out. And I thought that was really cool to just sit next to somebody that was so, so knowledgeable. And he was yeah, what, what about the peeps hanging at the, we had a DGC hang, you know, and it was pretty chill. Jesse from Pulse, though. Was, <laughs> what a cool guy. Hey, did I tell you, did he tell you the story about, he, he's like, I bought like an $8 bong hit a couple days ago. <laughs> it was like, I think he was hanging out at like one of the casinos or something, something where they sold. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was like, he's, I thought he said Indian casino, but by that time I was fucking high. But he's like, yeah, a 0.2 gram bong hit for eight bucks. And he was kind of like, he was funny, actually. I like Jesse. I do it. That's my option at the casino. I'm going to go for that, that, that bomb hit. That's a $40 gram of flour. I'm bringing my vape pen with me. <laughs> yes. Thank <laughs> going, going to the bathroom or going outside at the airport to the porta potty they have outside of the hangar thing we were in. I, how about the diversity of the DGC, though? You know, we have uh, the one dude, Andrew, shows up, heavy-handed shows up. And by by that title already, I figured something. I looked at his cauliflower ear and I knew it. But he's a mixed martial artist. Like a a really good mixed martial artist is DGC. I'm like, fucking cool. It does make sense because most uh, jiu-jitsu practitioners uh, smoke weed. He sat down, started rolling everybody their own joint, I believe. That was awesome. That's the way I like to do it. So I appreciated the hell out of it. What about John? Was this John or Johnny? John or Johnny Too Bad? Oh, come on. That's like Johnny Too Bad showed up. Johnny oh, Too Bad brings his wife. Johnny Too Bad broke the stoner stereotype by bringing his kid to our after party. Old, uh, old uh, uh, Andrew, rather. Or young Andrew, I'll say. By the way, Andrew should be a little too bad. And if his dad's Johnny Too Bad, <laughs> my boy Andrew should be a little too bad. But that, that's not for me to give him his DJ name. But so I was like, huh. There's a 10-year-old at the party. You know what? He's the DJ. So he's actually like, you know what? I'm into like dance hall and roots reggae. Boom, you got it. And Johnny too bad. Nice, nice job. Nice job with, with that kid. At the local DGC hanging there. Soup, Mike, just Mike. Don't yeah. ask. 
Oh, come on. Yeah. All good stories there. Soup, thank you so much for coming and, and dragging me to the Korean Natural Farming booth. Awesome. And Mike, just Mike, thanks for keeping me real on, on the uh, the strains and letting me know what's really going on down the LA scene. Uh, I will shout out to Soup's Blueberry Muffin for the first time. I smelled a strain and I go, dude, that smells like blueberry like muffin batter. And then I looked at the top of it. It says blueberry muffin. I was like, wow, cool. So what a strain. Thanks for bringing that soup. Gotta give it up to JR and seeing him say, look, dude, I can actually do a short run. Dude, not, he, JR was in a wheelchair last year, okay? He survived uh, colon cancer, which is huge, and was walking around the show, walked all around. And at one point, he goes, I feel so good. I'm going to show you guys. Look at my new leg. I can run. And he starts running, which was one of the most amazing things I ever <laughs> yeah, saw. Exactly. You know, it was just not amazing, but it was one of the most powerful and awesome things I ever saw. It was really cool, man. Talk about Uncle Jim and JJ. Yeah, JJ, the organic grower. And I'm telling you, the, the soil scene and the organic scene, the compost scene was fucking awesome. Everybody dug on their microbes. Josh and Kelly, Dragonfly Earth Medicine, what's up? I'll shout out to Sarah. Thanks for having that scene. A great place to hang. Yes. Hey, you know what? David Beanstalk, been on the show. Uh, him and Abdul actually did like a live podcast and... Yeah, it was interesting. It was very cool. They have great moments in cannabis history or weed history. A uh, really cool podcast where they just tell, they do an excellent job of telling stories about cannabis history. I highly recommend it. I remember seeing Jeff Lowenfels chilling. He actually saw him in the KNF area. Oh, I know. He's he's like, saw him in the teepee. I saw him in the teepee. Him and Tom Alexander walked in and were like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, he ran into me in the uh, KNF area, and he's like, "Have you? I don't, I don't know, really, and in, in, I don't really know about all these people waiting in lines for these genetics, you know? Like, yeah, from where he's coming from, it doesn't make a ton of sense." Uh, he's uh, such what, a cool guy. He's just such an old school stoner. Very cool. Hell hey. yeah, noob grows. What do you got? The Romulan, the, the white wedding, and the Romulan. But damn, that Romulan's good. Stocky Belgroa. I like that. I like that. And you know well, who I hung out with that I forgot about is Tara Lee and what is it? High, what is it? High Live, Live for, for the day. day. And by the way, her, her name isn't really that. I called her by her regular name and everybody's calling her High. Hi, Hi. It's like, that ain't going to work, man. But uh, anyway, super cool folks or girls, ladies. Whoa. That was sexual. <laughs> it just man. evolved pretty quick. <laughs> I also met Bob Snodgrass, the famous glass blower of the Grateful Dead. Very cool. We'll have to find out if uh, Bruce Banner listens because I, I got him a Christmas present. That's a Grateful Dead parking lot legend right there. Yeah. <laughs> legend. Legendary. I think that might be all I got, man. We gotta give some shout out to the DGC as well, the official end of the show. Hope you guys enjoyed the recap of the Emerald Cup as well as some general conversation. Like that, support the show at dudegrowth.com forward slash support. We got some more grow talks coming before Christmas, and then we'll be on a little Christmas break and hope all y'all are as well. But here we go, man. I'm gonna give it up to Token Sweden and Mr. and Mrs. Joe Dirt Grower. I have Don't You Talk and Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. Pasta <laughs> and Moss 1310. I'm just having fun. I got Hazy Davy and West End Ned. Uh, Carvey Vera and Grammy learning to grow. <laughs> That's awesome. And this one's awesome too. Just it's the Rosenblatts. 
Alright, I'll take it. I hope that was a good one for you guys. Felt a little rusty being away from the mic, but... I had a great say, time bullshitting, boys. Say hi my friends. Peace out. Take her easy. Some people love to blaze up the deck. Yeah, we get happy for noon. And when the boss says is to take a little break, that means we're lighting up a dude. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to keep a good buzz on, on, on. It's just weed. It's just weed. In my toolbox, there's a bone. Some people start their day off with a pill. It's what the doctor says to do. They shake their heads and natural medicine. Go ahead and try something new. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to keep the good vibes on. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to smoke it out in Just look at how he's being paid.